people are getting into entrepreneurship, they're scared to ask their clients for referrals. They're scared to pitch. They're scared to showcase their expertise on social media. And you just kind of have to do it. And you're going to hear no a lot. I heard no more than I could even count. But the people who said yes to me were like clients who ultimately changed my life and changed my future. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Madison, who helps entrepreneurs grow their online businesses. She's been a full-time business owner since 2018, where she started as a social media manager in Dallas. She also owns an e-commerce store called Soulful Scrunchies. So listen on to find out how to run multiple businesses without the burnout. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited for my guest today. I'm here with Madison. Hey Madison, how are you? I am good, how are you? I am wonderful. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I started an entrepreneurship in May of 2018. I actually moved to Dallas to go to graduate school. And I was like, oh, I want to work in the sports industry. I'm a huge sports fanatic. And I went to, to journalism school at University of Kentucky. I wanted to be a sports reporter. And then I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do journalism anymore. I don't think it's for me. And I went into sports marketing and went to get my master's in Dallas. And you know, I had the hardest time finding a job. I think I correlated getting my master's with it's going to be easy with finding a job because I have a master's and it was the hardest thing for me. I, I mean, I heard no so many times and I just, I feel like I wasn't aligned and I knew I had an entrepreneurship bone in me and I knew I wanted to work for myself. I was like, I don't think I can ever have a nine to five. Like I want to experience life. I want to travel. I want to do so many things and I'm just like craving um, that freedom. So I ended up starting like a little side business. And this was when I got like a little part-time job. I was trying to make some income living in a big city. I was like, I can't afford living here if I'm not making any money. So I got a part-time job and I ended up falling in love with it. It was just a little social media position. And I ended up getting a few clients from referrals just to do management website design, ads, things along those lines. And I was teaching everything myself. I had a marketing background, but when it came to like running things online, I taught myself everything I needed to know. And I ended up like five months later being booked out. And I was like, hmm, you know, I really want to grow an agency here in Dallas. And I was, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't really know how to make that happen. I didn't really have like an actual business model background, like how to actually grow a business. <laughs> so I turned to online and I was like, wow, there's so many people online who are running successful businesses and are doing X, Y, and Z. Why can't I do that and have the freedom and make the money I can make 
So I dipped my toes in consulting and I really wanted to do in-person consulting like for corporate, but that changed when I got online and I was like, oh, I could do this like from my home. I don't have to go inside a corporate company and do it. Um, even though I wanted to, I was like, I'd rather work from home. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? And, you know, I started doing consulting online. I did a lot of free things, got some clients that were not paid and it just gave me a lot of experience. And I moved into coaching and now my first full year of coaching, online coaching, like business and marketing coaching was 2019. And now we're in January, 2021. So I've been at this for about two full years and I love it. I'm able to have the freedom that I want to have, but with growing a business comes obstacles and struggles, which is definitely necessary to learn. But I've I've been able to do tons of things and I just love being able to help people grow their online businesses and being in their creative flow because you can do a lot online and you can do anything that you want to do. And I, I tell people, if you hate working in corporate and working a nine to five, like you can grow a business. It's just all about taking the next step. So that's a little bit about my story and just being able to have the freedom is, is really awesome. And I'm so grateful for it. I think most of us, when we get into this industry where we want to work remotely, it's because we do want that freedom, right? Whether because you're not really the nine to five type person or you want to travel and be able to be a digital nomad or even want to stay home with your family, you know, if you have children. So it just gives you so much that you wouldn't be able to if you're tied down in a cubicle or at a nine to five. And the good thing is there's so much more opportunities for us now than there was ever before. And it's so much easier, even if you do want to stay at a nine to five to kind of gauge with your employees, if you can start working remotely because of everything that's happening. But starting your business is a whole nother level, right? It's, it's a lot different. And it's a lot harder because now you're doing everything on your own. And for you, you mentioned that you booked yourself out within five months. How are you able to do that, Madison? Yeah, no, great question. I love that. And it was one of those things where I was in Dallas and I was doing a lot of things in person. So I was doing social media management and my clients were in person. And one thing that I had a great skill in was networking. And I, uh, my ultimate goal was to just constantly meet people, especially because at that time I still wanted to work in sports in a sense, but I thought I was just doing this on the side for fun um, as like a side hustle at first, right? And I was like, I'm still gonna meet people because I know how important that is. So um, the first, my part-time job who I worked with, I was very grateful for her to know a lot of people. And so she referred me to a few people, like a a few people of her her friends who needed social media management help. So that's how I got a couple clients. But the rest of my clients, I actually utilized LinkedIn to get. So I literally went like almost balls to the wall and I just pitched people locally in Dallas. Like I would send like 30 pitches a day and I would spend all of my time trying to network and connect with people because of how badly I wanted to be successful and how much I loved doing what I did. And so I pitched a lot on LinkedIn. I met with people and if they didn't want to do it, I was like, can you refer me to people? Like I wasn't scared to pitch and reach out and ask for referrals. 
And I think a lot of the times when people are getting into entrepreneurship, they're scared to ask their clients for referrals. They're scared to pitch. They're scared to showcase their expertise on social media. And you just kind of have to do it. And you're going to hear no a lot. I heard no more than I could even count. But the people who said yes to me were like, clients who ultimately changed my life and changed my future. So a lot of it was from referrals and I used LinkedIn because LinkedIn, you know, it's more of like an in-person connection platform. And I was able to find people who needed social media help on there. So that's how I was able to get booked out. When I mean booked out, I only like, I was capped at like eight clients because I was doing this all by myself. I didn't have any help So I'd be spending 12, 14 hour days managing social media platforms. So I could only take on seven, eight clients. But after that happened, I was completely capped. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to hire someone. And that's when I moved online because I felt like I could serve more people and not be so capped out in what I'm doing, especially because it was in person. I love that. I love your dedication to what you're doing, Madison, and to be able to just take what you have and just run with it. And you are just starting out. So this is not something that you've done for a really long time. It's just doing the work, right? It's just being out there, putting yourself out there and not being afraid to show up to people. And I think for a lot of newbies who are trying to get into this type of lifestyle to be able to work remotely or to start their own online business, they think there's like a magic secret to this. But like you said, you just went out there, started pitching. So for you, when you were networking and pitching, was there a best strategy that you have seen that has worked really well for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And and yeah, again, like it's just a lot of work in the beginning of business. And I feel like it's a lot of work throughout your business too. And you have to be willing to take risk and be uncomfortable. And I was literally uncomfortable all the time. I'm actually really shy in person. So networking and pitching, like I had to almost just get over it in a sense. I was like, okay, where I want to be, I know I have to do what I need to do now to make that happen. So a lot of things is I joined a lot of like networking events in Dallas. So the great thing about living in a big city is, you know, you have these networking events that you can go to. There's a lot of them that people put on. And I didn't have like many friends in Dallas. I literally had my boyfriend. He was my friend. (laughs) And, um, and I actually just went by myself to these networking events and, I was very intimidated because I'm shy. It was hard for me in person. And what I was able to do, whether that was female entrepreneur events or just any type of business events in general. So I went to these and, you know, I took my business cards and I connected with people. I connected on Instagram and we, you know, we were able to talk in person. And that's how I got some of my referrals as well. So I met people at networking events, and I think that's so powerful. Unfortunately, you know, we can't really do that right now. But once we're able to get back into the swing of things, I think if you're new to business, networking events are amazing. You never know who you can meet there that's who's ultimately going to really change your life. Um, so I met a lot of entrepreneurs. I, w- I was able to connect. They would be like, hey, you know, and I know someone who needs help with social media. And I was like, they were like, I'll point you in the right direction, right? Just little things like that where I was able to make connections. So I went to networking events by myself. That was the first thing. And it was very scary, uh, something that I would do since I'm more so a quiet, shy person. It may not seem like it, but that's kind of how I am in person. So I had to kind of step out of that fear and be uncomfortable. And then when it comes to actually like pitching to someone through LinkedIn, I would ultimately try to start a conversation with them first. You know, I'd be like, 
Hey, hey, Sarah. Hey, Bob. You know, I saw that um, you you own a business and I was looking at your social media and I found that you have X, Y, and Z. I would love to talk to you about getting a social media manager. I'm located in the Dallas area. Here's my portfolio. Here's the accounts I manage, have my little website, and I would try to fill in who's my clients to see if they know them and if they wanted to look them up. But I heard a lot of no's, but a lot of people will respond and be like, hey, yeah, I know your client. I love their social media. Or hey, I looked and I love what you're doing for that client. I'd love to hop on a call, right? So a lot of it is the confidence within the pitch and actually just getting uncomfortable and going to events and going to networking places to really meet people. And it's definitely scary, but it's worth it in the end because I really feel like business is who you know and knowing the right people will really help you become successful. So you have definitely created a whole community for yourself now because you've been doing this for several years. But now, as you had mentioned, it's a lot tougher to network in person. How have you pivoted that to do something similar, but now online? Are there any specific online events or maybe platforms that you go to that you have found to be the best way for you to find clients or just generally be in a community that you really love? Yeah, great question. And Instagram has been my number one client generator. Now I really help entrepreneurs grow their business or scale their business. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs online. I help creative service-based entrepreneurs, coaches. I really help whoever, whoever has a business. And Instagram has been my main, main client generator. And I think it is for a lot of people because it's a very visual platform. So what happened when I started growing my account on Instagram is I made a number one focus of I need to serve my community and I need to reach out and meet people. So I was like, since I'm not really going to networking events anymore, I need to start networking online. So I would reach out to people. I would engage with their content. I would reply back to their stories and I would meet amazing people whom are still like my best friends to this day. I have lots of best friends online because a simple reach out or a simple um, me commenting on their post, right? But I also engage as well and find clients that way. So Instagram is definitely definitely a huge lead generation platform for me. It's really getting the clients, putting out the good content. And my ultimate goal is just, I want to know people in my audience. I want to nurture them. And that's how you're able to grow almost like a fan base online. I know so many people who have these really big platforms, but they don't even talk to their audience. They don't reply back to comments. They don't reply back to DMs. And that's just going to almost leave your audience hanging. They're not going to want to engage with you. They're not going to want to talk to you if you're not ever replying back to anything they say. So it's all about being genuine and actually starting the conversations, but replying back to the conversations as well with your audience. That's going to make them want to know you more, like you more, trust you more, and then eventually turn into a lifelong friend or or even a client. So I think it's really paying attention to the platform that's going to help you grow your business and actually having conversations with potential customers and people online. And it takes time. It, it took me like two years to grow my account to where it's super engaged and my community is awesome and they support me. And it takes time to really build those relationships because you have to know it's not in person. It's basically through a screen. So you don't really have that connection point, that personal connection point like you would in person. It's through a phone screen, right? 
Um, so it takes a little bit more effort, in my opinion, to build a community online. But if you do, I really engage and talk to my community on a daily basis. And doing this has really helped grown my brand awareness and just my business in general. And also speaking for as an introvert, right? Because you had mentioned this, this is also a lot less scarier than if you're doing this face-to-face because typing is going to be a lot less scarier than talking to somebody face-to-face, doing a video for yourself. I mean, we all still have our fears with that, but If you're an introvert, this is something so much more doable than face-to-face. And also it gives you some practice and it gives you confidence when you're finally able to do face-to-face networking, then it becomes a little bit easier or maybe even a lot easier for you to be able to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that, and, and as well as I think reaching out and growing the platform and just growing my business online has really gotten me out of my shell. Like if you would have asked me to do this or be on a podcast interview like three years ago, I would have probably said no. I would have been so nervous and scared. And it's really gained communication skills, leadership skills, and really gotten me out of my shell. And I think that's, we look at the success of entrepreneurship and owning a business, but you have to know like the actual skills as a human being that you learn when owning a business and being on social media it carries with you in your personal life as well. So that's something that I love to speak on too, because I think it's so important in growing a business. It's hard, but you have success, but you also learn a lot that you take with you in your personal life and just like human to human skills that you utilize in person that you've learned online as well. Absolutely. And it's so interesting how people actually like to see you, your personality, your vulnerabilities before they become your client, right? And I think before in social media, we thought we had to be perfect. And now you are actually so much more valuable to that person when they see your imperfections, which is so nice and a lot less stressful to create content that way too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the great thing about social media is you can really talk about whatever and people love to see like, your personal life. And I feel like people are so interested in people, like what they do, what they do during the day, what they love, like, and I call them personal connection points. And I think it's so true. Like, it's so funny because I'll post on my stories, like I'll go and post about business stuff. And then I'll go post about my basement renovation. And people are just so drawn into my basement renovation. They're like, I don't care about her business stuff right now. I'm just into what she's doing with her home renovation, right? Like people love the personal things that you post because at the end of the day, people buy from people. And if someone doesn't vibe with you, doesn't vibe with your morals or your characteristics or your core values, like that's fine. And they're probably not going to buy from you at the end of the day. So that's why I tell people it's so important to post your personal life on social media. And so many people will be like, well, my life's boring. I have nothing to post. And, you know, your life is not boring. There's connection points that you can find with anyone. Do you have pets? What's your family like? Do you love wine? Do you work out? Like all that kind of stuff you're able to post. And that's how you're able to make connections online with people who can become your friend or your client. I definitely agree with that. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was posting about my plants and I kill everything and people were sending me messages about how to take care of it properly. 
And I was like, why are they so much more interested in this than anything else? But yeah, people are really interested in your personal life. I can attest to that. <laughs> they really are. It's it's funny too, but I'm I'm also interested in people's personal life so much. That's why people always watch like a day in my life on like YouTube channels and things like that. Cause I feel like it's so interesting and at the end of the day, I mean, it's just like having a friend online. And especially now when we can't really do much in person, it's nice to be involved in someone's personal life online. So I love it. Absolutely. So Madison, I know you have made multiple six figures with your business. What do you think is the one thing that has helped you achieve that? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh my gosh. One thing. I feel like there's been multiple things, but I feel like if there's one thing, it's probably uh, my consistency. And I think that's consistency can look so different in multiple areas of your business. But what I find a lot is so many people give up. They're like, oh, I haven't seen success in a month, two months, three months. I'm just going to give up. I don't think business is for me. And I think it's one of those things is when I started my business and when I started my account online, I showed up every day. I literally didn't even know what I was doing. I just showed up and I was just, I, if I look back at my Instagram stories or my posts from when I first started, I, I would cringe because I was like, what was I thinking? But at the same time, I was like, wow, I applaud myself for actually being consistent and showing up on a daily basis. And I think it's all about consistency. I always say what you do now is going to matter in months and years down the line. And I always had a mentality of, I want to be in business for the long run. I'm not looking for quick fixes. I'm looking to grow a sustainable and successful business that can support my life and can support other projects that I want to to create. And I think a lot of people think short term. They're like, I want to be in business for quick fixes. I want to make money as soon as possible. And I think that's the wrong mentality to have. I think that once you shift into a long-term consumer and know what you do now is going to matter in months and years down the line, line, that's when you see the success because you're not chasing something. You're focused on growing a sustainable business and growing a business where you can be consistent in. If you're just looking for quick fixes and you know you want to do something short term, um, you're going to have burnout and your energy is not going to be there and you're going to feel discouraged. And that's going to happen in business. But the more consistent you are, the more money you'll make, in my opinion. And you just have to keep showing up and you have to keep selling and you have to keep talking talking to your community because just because it may feel like it's not happening now, trust me, it will happen. And the more consistent you are, the more reward you will have. So I really do think consistency has, has really helped me in my business. And it's hard to teach people that, especially if they don't have the discipline to be consistent. And I think that it's one of those things where you... At the, you have to discipline yourself to be consistent because there's going to be some days where you're just, you don't want to show up. You don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm always there for honoring my energy and really, uh, you know, if I don't want to show up one day, I don't have to. But I think it's one of those things where you need to know the difference between I don't want to show up today because I don't actually have any, any energy or I don't want to show up today because I'm feeling discouraged. So you have to know the difference and it's all about the discipline and consistency as well. There's so many things, but I would say consistency is the number one thing. I'm giving you virtual high fives right now, Madison, because you are so right. And the thing about this is 
when you're being persistent and consistent, like you're saying, right, you're making sure that you're all about the process and not the rewards yet. All of that stuff adds up. And you you mentioned this. And, and for me personally, I'm seeing things that are happening right now, three years later after I started my business because of everything that I have done for those years. And yes, it doesn't happen right away. And yes, you're going to have to work your ass off for a very long time. But when it starts coming, I mean, the rewards are big. So if you can stick it out for a while, you're going to actually get the rewards, right? You're going to be harvesting those fruits and it's going to be an amazing thing. And you're going to be so happy that you actually were so persistent because, you know, it's so important to remember that. I think a lot of people and so many people say this, but it's so true that we're all about instant gratification. And if you can take yourself out of that position and just really focus on making your process and your systems like just streamline them, then you're going to get something, right? The rewards are going to come. So that is so important. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, it's it's hard, especially if someone's just not seeing results. They're like, how how do I still be consistent when I'm literally feeling so discouraged and I'm not seeing results? And I always tell people, you're doing one of the hardest things ever to do, and that's starting a business. That's one of the hardest things to do. Seventy five percent of people don't actually start the business; they just have the idea. And you have to sit in gratitude, especially if you're not seeing results, especially if you're feeling discouraged, and especially if you don't want to be consistent, you have to sit in the gratitude and know you're doing one of the hardest things ever. That's starting a business. You should be proud of yourself for how far you've actually come, even if that's just forming your LLC, right? You have to be proud of yourself and you have to keep that gratitude because if you sit in those negative thoughts, it's going to carry with you for the rest of your time running a business and it's not going to turn out the way that you want to do. So I always tell people, be proud of how far you came. I don't even care if it's just forming the LLC or just opening your Instagram account, or maybe you launched something and you got no signups. Like you have to see the good in everything. And once you do that, like that's when the consistency will come into play. And I love to tell my clients that because it's very eye opening to them. And it's one of those things where Sometimes we get selfish running a business, but sitting in that gratitude will really help help anyone move forward to grow the business. Absolutely. I love that. And for anyone who's just starting out and for anyone who's even in the midst of it, this is such a great reminder for you to, to have every single day because sometimes we're not focused in that and there's no gratitude. And I definitely am a, you know, I do that a lot of times because you often see a lot of obstacles and you don't go back and look at what you actually accomplished already or what has happened. So that is so true. So Madison, one of the things that you said you wanted to do, that's why you dove into this, is to have freedom and to also travel, right? Has there been anything that you have done, maybe traveled abroad or just do something that has been really fun for you? Or if you've gone somewhere really incredible because of this new lifestyle that you have created for yourself? Yeah, I love that question because it's so funny. I love to travel. I, I, I haven't traveled abroad, but you know, I've 
been to some places here in the U.S. And, you know, I got into entrepreneurship because I want to travel, but it's mostly for my freedom lifestyle. So one thing I've learned is I'm definitely a homebody and traveling is something that challenges me in a sense because I just like to be home. And there's no problem with that. I have a friend online. She lives in, she's lived in like 15 different countries, right? I don't think I could ever do that because I'm one of those people that I like to be in one place. Um, like I will never go on cruise ships because I'd rather <laughs> just go to the beach and stay there for like 10 days except for going to different places. But one thing that my business, um, has done for me is I actually bought my first home um, in April and at 24 years old. So I bought my first home and that was something that has been on like my bucket list for a long time. I lived in a really small apartment in Dallas, moved twice in Dallas. And I was like, look, I'm going to save up. I'm going to buy my first home. I didn't know where it was going to be. And that was able to happen because of my business. And because of my business, I'm able to do home renovations. I'm able to customize my basement, do my outdoor area, increase my resale value. And I've been able to do that because of my business. I've been able to support my boyfriend. I've been able to support family. I've been able to do lots of things that almost matter more to me than traveling. And it's one of those things where... Uh, traveling for me, I, I want to do obviously like when the pandemic and everything is over, I have places that I would love to visit and, you know, really take, do a couple's travel trip, tons of things that I want to do. But especially during the coronavirus and the pandemic that I was able to buy a home and do home renovations was a huge thing for me. And I'm just so grateful that without my business, I would not be able to do that. So I've been super grateful for that. And that was one really huge thing that my business let me do. But traveling is definitely up next, um, <laughs> like abroad wise. I haven't I haven't gone abroad. The only place I've gone is like the Bahamas, Caribbean. That's like my favorite place to ever go is the Caribbean. I could go there like literally every month. I could probably <laughs> live there and be very happy. Um, but I think it's more about like what's has been going on in my personal life that I ha- I wouldn't be able to do without my business and it's just that freedom. It's been super nice the freedom of creating my own schedule. I can go and I can take off days and it's just super super nice to have that flexibility. Amazing. And you pretty much answered my next question. So I'm not even going to go into that because, or maybe you can, right? It's so interesting to me because I was talking to another person about this the other day about what our idea of success is, right? Because everyone has a different idea. But for the most part, we automatically think about money, what we can afford, but then I had a conversation where I'm like, it's for me, it's about the lifestyle, right? I don't need to have hundreds of millions of dollars or even millions of dollars. It's about what I can do every single day that really makes me feel like I'm successful. Right. Spending time with the people you love. If it's about travel, you can do that. Eating whatever food you want without looking at the price, you know? So it's so interesting how for you, it's all about what you could do like owning your own house, having the freedom to spend time with the people you love. So that is so powerful that we can define our own success and it's just not a one size fits all type of thing. Right. hundred percent. And it looks so different for everyone. Like one of my online friends, all she wants to do is travel and be a digital nomad and 
open up her laptop on a beach in Croatia and enjoy her life that way. But for me, it just looks like what I'm able to do in my personal life. And I'm definitely a homebody and I'm able to do things that I'm, I want to do. And maybe I don't want to live different places. And it's so nice that it looks different for everyone. I feel like social media gives this realm of it should look like one way when it absolutely doesn't. And people get into entrepreneurship for lifestyle. Uh, You're right. Like we need to remember that because we see so much success and money online when we don't see enough lifestyle of what you're able to do because of entrepreneurship. So I feel like it definitely needs to be talked about more, but yeah, success can look so many different ways and it can change. And it's, it's just nice to, for me, just to have flexibility and I get to wake up every day and be flexible with my schedule. Like that's all I need and that's all I've wanted. So I love that. And I'm definitely going to be talking more about that with my audience as well, because you're right. We don't really talk about that enough. I think we often see people telling us how much money they made that month, but it's like, what, how did it change you? How did that money change you? Right. Are you still stressed out? Are you still struggling? Like, is that even the thing? Like, what is the the real goal here? And it's so important to see outside of that monetary. So I have some really fun questions for you. I call them my five fun questions and you have to answer them in one sentence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, great. So first one, what's the worst food you've ever eaten and why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does that count as a sentence? Hopefully not. Um, I feel like the worst food I've ever eaten was octopus. <laughs> I don't, I ate grilled octopus and I did not like, it. it was just the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. Is it the texture? It's probably the texture. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was definitely. Okay. What's the best money you've ever spent and why? Great question. I would say my basement. That's the best money I've ever spent in my personal life and in my business life, a coach and a mentor. Absolutely. Same here. Not the basement part, but the coach part. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Describe what your ideal day would look like. Yeah, definitely. I would say my ideal day, I would wake up and I would go to brunch and have mimosas. And I'd probably stay at that place for like four hours and watch sports and games and just drink mimosas. And then I'd probably go on a shopping trip, buy myself a nice purse. And then I would go to a sushi for dinner. And then I would come home and just watch a movie and put on my PJs. <laughs> that sounds like a great day. Okay, when we are done with the pandemic, we can do this together yes. in Madison. <laughs> yes, I know. So many, I mean, so many people probably said, like, go to the beach, but I'm definitely a foodie. So yeah. and if I could just go out and socialize, I'll be happy. Yeah, same. And I love sushi, too. So I'm, I'm good. I'm yes. there with you. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um... I would say if I could have one superpower, I would like to be like invisible so I could just go places and like socialize and be invisible. I don't know. I probably because <laughs> like I'm an introvert and I could just no one would see me and I can go see what people are doing and then I like scare them and become invisible. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or flying. I feel like flying is a good one, too. Like I could, you're going to be fly. giving people a heart attack. That's what you want to do. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) All right. And last question. What's the one thing you wish you did sooner? I wish I started my podcast sooner. Mm. I love having a podcast and I held myself back for so long to not have a podcast 
until I thought I was like at the level to have a podcast. I don't think there's any level now whatsoever. Um, I think I was just holding myself back for fear. So starting a podcast, wish I started that sooner. Love that. Love that. Okay. So let's fast forward to 50 years from now, Madison, and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, I just want to leave a legacy of how many lives I changed for starting businesses. I think especially women-owned businesses, I'd love to see more women-owned businesses. And I would love to help as many people step out of corporate and start a business as possible. And that's really what I want to be known for through all the women-owned businesses I've been able to impact online and all the lives I've been able to change to really help people grow successful businesses. And I think entrepreneurship is more so on the come up now, especially with the pandemic and everything and working from home. So I'm excited to see where the online space takes everyone. And 50 years from now, I hope I'm I'm remembered as one of those people who really impacted so many businesses online. Amazing. I love that. And you're starting it right now. So that is incredible. Thank you so much, Madison, for being here with us today. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at madison.tinder. I am on Instagram all day. That's where I hang out. And my website is www.madisontinderllc.com. And I have a podcast too called The Soulful Social Podcast. So that is where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Madison. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to balance running multiple businesses from a system standpoint. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold. 